Is Jerry Lorenzo too good for sneaker culture? We'll get into that, plus some shoes that I want to break down for you this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. This is your host, Matt Freights. As always, you can call me the Iceman. You can call me Matty Ice. I don't really care what you call me at this point. I'm just very, very, very happy that you are here. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who has tuned in so far to the show. If you are new, if you are old, it doesn't matter. I'm just happy that you are here. Last week, we did our first YouTube episode. And while it was somewhat of a redacted version of the full episode we put out in audio, I just wanted to get my face out there because I do believe that there is something to the connection of seeing somebody's face and seeing the face behind the words that are there. Podcasts are wonderful. Do not get me wrong. I love being a podcaster. I love putting out audio content, but there is something different when you can see the person that is speaking to you. And so I just wanted to give that to you. So if you are watching on YouTube, a big thank you to you. Or if you're listening in audio, a big thank you to you as well. I feel like the little things in life are some of the most underrated things. And this is not sneaker related at all, but I got a fresh haircut. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it here. And I can tell you that getting a fresh haircut helps my psyche more than just about anything. And I know as a sneaker person or a podcaster, you might think that those things would bring me joy. But once you get past my family, the little things are the things that really give me the most joy. A great cup of coffee and a fresh haircut. When you find somebody who can really cut your hair and make you feel your absolute best, it's underrated. You really cannot pay enough for that kind of an experience. And if you're somebody who has a barbershop you go to, it's an underrated experience in my opinion. It's undervalued. And I feel really good today because I finally got this haircut. I waited a little bit too long and I'm feeling fresh today. Sometimes it's not just the fit that makes you feel good. This week, though, there have been some things in the news that I want to talk with you about, and they kind of build on last week's episode. And I do realize that I think we lost some followers from last week because I did rail a little bit against social media, or I did try to talk about how social media is affecting sneaker culture. I think there are both positives and negatives to social media within this whole world, but also within sneaker culture. Some of the things that I pointed out that I feel are negative are just sort of part of the experience. It's just part and parcel with what comes with being a sneakerhead and just this society in general. Social media is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. No matter what happens with Facebook and these lawsuits, no matter what happens with Twitter and Elon Musk, social media is here to stay. And all I wanted to say last week was that it is incumbent on us the users of social media to dictate how we use it and make sure that it's a positive experience. One of the negatives that I pointed out was that we see so many shoes way too early. We get early mock-ups. We're not even sure if they're real or not. And we kind of get told what's coming out so far in advance that I feel personally that it makes it difficult for you to enjoy the shoes that are coming out right now. Or hell, even the shoes that you just got in. I know that I'm guilty of it a lot of times because I get a new pair in and I'm already thinking about the next pair. Sometimes that first wear of a shoe is the one that feels the best. And then after that, there's diminishing returns. That does happen with a lot of things in life. And even the things that make you the happiest are going to have diminishing returns over time. 
But I think that sometimes we are just incapable of appreciating what is in front of us. And a good example of social media having that effect on something that I think was unwarranted is everything happening with Jerry Lorenzo right now. If you're listening to this, I assume that you know who he is. I tangentially know who he is. I understand that he is the creator of Fear of God, Fear of God Essentials, and he had a slight run with the Fear of God one and a couple of other silhouettes in his Fear of God line when he was part of Nike. He made big news when he left Nike and signed with Adidas. I believe that was in 2020, might've been in 2021. I don't really remember. I just know that there was a buzz in the sneaker community about his leaving Nike. There was a lot of mystery about it. It was very, very similar to Kanye West, if I'm being perfectly honest. And he went to Adidas and there has been no word of anything that he has done since then. There have been many rumors swirling about about what he is going to do, that he's going to release a basketball shoe because I believe he first signed as head of basketball for Adidas. They switched up his contract. He was only going to worry about the fear of God related releases and collaborations. And finally, after many years of speculation, many years of rumors, and honestly, many years of false pictures that were out there about what the shoe was going to be like, even so that he had to come out and comment and say, that's not it. It's a sample. And now, finally, after he revealed it at a fashion show, their first ever fashion show, I believe, Fear of God's fashion show, finally revealed the first Fear of God basketball shoe. And the negative parts of social media came out very heavily. A lot of people panned that shoe. And I started to think about it. I'm not somebody who necessarily is the demographic for fear of God. I don't own anything fear of God. I don't own anything essentials. And while I appreciate it, luxury street fashion is just not something that I can really incorporate into my budget. I have a lot of expenses. This podcast costs money. Having a family costs money. And honestly, just living your life costs money. Everybody knows this who's listening. We all have bills that we have to pay and we have to prioritize things. I did an episode a few months ago, probably last year, about the Tiffany Air Force Ones and about sneaker affordability and whether we should be thinking more about should I buy this rather than I need this or should I have this in my collection because other people have it. And I think people's finances aren't something they prioritize enough. And so it's just not something for me. But when I see this design, I realize something that I believe that Jerry Lorenzo is different than any other sneaker collaborator that is out there. I believe Jerry Lorenzo is more akin to Virgil Abloh than he is, say, Travis Scott. And we're going to get to Travis Scott a little bit later in the episode. He has a vision. Virgil had a vision. And that vision was born of so many things that have been building for the last 10 years for Jerry Lorenzo. I mean, he started Fear of God in 2013 and his ascension has come from starting to get into sports agency and trying to get into fashion and finally getting in there. Remember, Virgil Abloh started in architecture. Kanye West was very similar in that regard. And I think that there are a lot of similarities to those three because I believe those three, no matter how you feel about them as human beings, I think that their vision is a little bit different than what we see coming out of Jordan Brand and so forth. Don't get me wrong. It's really great when somebody creates a really great collaboration with a Jordan silhouette that we all love. Travis Scott is notorious for it. A lot of other people are going to continue to do that because it's going to continue to make Nike money. But Jerry Lorenzo is out for a vision that he doesn't care what you think of it because obviously it's selling and it's a part of his vision, this artistic vision. I think Virgil was like that in a lot of ways. Remember, when the 10 series came out, everybody loved them. They're some of the most hyped shoes still six years later. Go to the resale market, it's almost impossible to get them with 
without actually having to give up what could be somebody's mortgage to get those shoes. But the more shoes that came out, the more sneaker culture started to kind of turn on Virgil's vision because they were weird, they were eclectic, but they were part of the off-white vision. That was not something that was ever going to align with straight sneaker culture. And I'm talking about retro Jordans and things like that. It just never was going to align. It was an artistic vision that came from his brain and his soul. I think that's the same thing with Jerry Lorenzo. And I think we need to look at anything that he comes out with in the sneaker world through that prism. The Fear of God ones were super, super hyped. I know that I can't wear them. And I know that that sort of outs me as probably a lame white person who can't wear them. You know what? My hand is up. Guilty as charged. I could not style those. They would make me look fatter than I already feel like I am anyway. So I'm not even going to try. I'm going to let the people who see that vision and know how they can execute that vision use those shoes to their advantage. And I'm just not one of those people. Personally, when I saw the shoes that were the basketball shoes or the first images of the basketball shoe, I really didn't think it looked that bad. And I think that we're still, again, making a judgment off of something that we've just seen a first picture of that we haven't seen in hand. Having it in hand means a lot. I really do believe that. And I think that Jerry Lorenzo's vision is something that he feels very passionate about. And there obviously are a lot of people who share that vision and share that passion because Fear of God is probably the most popular streetwear brand out there. I haven't seen the numbers to be able to tell you that. But when I was in England, I saw a lot of fear of God, especially essentials on young people. So young people are gravitating toward and purchasing using their money. That's how you know something is popular. We can vote with our money and young people are doing that and buying these clothes. And I think that his shoes are also going to sell because you're either in with the vision or you're not. And I think with Virgil, because he started with such classic silhouettes, people were bought in no matter what. There were people that were going to buy off-white releases just because they were off-white releases. And that brand loyalty exists in a lot of different things. I just think today, though, social media shows us pictures. Jerry Lorenzo tells us about his vision and still people are panning them. But you know what's going to happen? It happens every single time people are going to buy them. The hype is going to build and build and build and people are going to want them because they're going to see them as a commodity. Whereas Jerry Lorenzo, of course, makes a lot of money from them, but he sees them as part of his vision. And I think that that's amazing. Is he the new Virgil Abloh? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's the case, but I think I could make a strong case for the fact that he is the person that you could identify as the next coming of Virgil. Think about it right now. How many creators in the sneaker space have that kind of vision and are executing it no matter what people think? They are not trying to pan to silhouettes like the Jordan 1, the Jordan 4, the Nike Dunk. They are creating their own vision. Nobody else is really doing that. It's what made Kanye so special when he went to Adidas, even when he was at Nike, creating new shoes, creating new art that people were wearing on their feet. And Yeezy brand did a lot of that. Remember, the Yeezy 700 Wave Runners, everybody made fun of them. But now, they're some of the best shoes that were ever made, and I will die on that hill. The Yeezy 700 Wave Runners are some of my favorite shoes of all time, and I'm sad that I don't have my pair anymore. I wore them way too much. They are gone. It is what it is. But you know what? The vision. And I think that that's what Jerry Lorenzo is all about. But social media that same day or that same week also gave us another topic that I want to broach. Retro Jordans are always something that people are going to want. And I do believe that sneaker culture is actually now sort of split into multiple camps because I think that it spans a very, very large age gap. I'm 40 years old. I still kind of feel like I'm on the younger side for people that were into sneakers around my age. 
I think if you talk about 50 year olds and below, you're probably talking about obviously the older people in the culture. But think about when Michael Jordan came into the league and think about when Michael Jordan released the first Air Jordan. It was 1985. That was almost 40 years ago. So if you were 10 years old when that shoe came out, you're approaching 50 now. So it makes sense that there are people that are even older than I am. But now you have sneaker culture that is getting as low as your teens. Kids that aren't even in high school yet, 14, 15 year olds. And it's amazing because if you think about how many people exist in this culture for those age gaps, there's a lot of people. And I wonder what the association is for certain people when it comes to these Jordan silhouettes. And the announcement that I'm talking about is that in 2024, here we are a year ahead of time, Jordan brand is finally going to release the military Jordan 4s, apparently OG all. And a lot of people were really, really excited. It certainly didn't break the internet, but it came close to breaking sneaker culture for a very, very short amount of time. As somebody who appreciates the OG silhouettes and wants to own some of them because I do appreciate their place in history, I also find myself at 40 years old asking a fundamental question, and I'm not sure if you've asked this or not, but why does Nike continue to bring out Jordan retros and still insist on making them so damn uncomfortable? OG all is not a bad thing, but OG all when it comes to the tooling that's inside, I need a little bit better from Jordan brand. I want OG all on the outside. I want colors, I want materials, I want Nike Air, all that stuff. Actually, I would love it if they updated these shoes to make them more comfortable. Think about the Nike SB Jordan 4 that just released. Some people are putting that close to, if not in the pantheon of Jordan 4s. I'm not one of those people, but I do appreciate it and I think it is a very fire silhouette. But the tooling in that was made for skateboarders and the comfort level from what I understand is actually very good. It certainly is supremely better than a retro Jordan 4. Jordan 4s are my favorite silhouette of all time, but even I have to admit that I don't wear them as often as I would like because they are uncomfortable to wear at times. You certainly can't wear them out for a walk. You couldn't wear them to Disney or something like that. And that to me is sad because I want to wear these shoes. Some people are gonna want the military fours because they're going to want to add them to their collection. It's going to be a piece that represents the history that maybe they're trying to collect. And that's a great endeavor. I like them because objectively of the OG colorways, they are fire. There is no denying that that is a fire shoe. And imagine if we got OG all, but got an actual comfortable shoe. I'll actually give you an example. I recently copped the Air Max One Big Bubble. I know that was a very controversial shoe because of the big bubble, but I'm gonna tell you something, folks. It's damn comfortable. I can't take them off. They're turning into my Yeezy Wave Runners right now. I wear them every day. And it's not for a long period of time or anything like that, but they are so comfortable that I find myself wanting to be in them because they're comfortable. And guess what? They actually look like an OG silhouette. You get that aesthetic that we're all searching for, but why do we have to search for that aesthetic and also hurt our feet at the same time? Nike, Jordan brand, us older heads, we need better foot protection. And so while I'm excited about the military fours, I also find myself wondering why it is that we are settling for crappy quality with these things. The reimagined bread Jordan 4, or the black and red Jordan 4, I should say, because that's the proper way to say it if you've been around long enough, they're gonna put leather on it. And I know that it's gonna be a much more premium 
premium shoe than the OG Jordan 4. I happen to own a retail pair from 2019 of those, and while I love them, I understand that that Durabuck is not great material. It's actually very cheap feeling, and it's already cracked on mine, and I'm not even sure what happened. It makes me disappointed. But you put some premium leather, and then you add comfort on top of it? Take my money, Jordan brand. All you have to do is take my money. I will give it to you freely. You're not even going to have to fight me for it. I will give it to you. No questions asked. 250, 275, I might actually pay that retail because those premium quality materials and the premium quality comfort, that is a match made in heaven. And we need more of that. It's just sad to me that if you want that OG aesthetic, we have to get it with such lack of comfort. But yet Jordan brand is putting out the Jordan 1 Zooms and those have that Zoom Air in them. They're super comfortable. The colorways are terrible. Jordan brand, mesh the two together. That's all that we're asking. Release of the week. Every single week, I'm going to highlight a shoe that I think that you should know about. It's not always going to be hype. Sometimes it will be like this week, but it's just a shoe that has caught my eye that I want to talk about. And I'm actually going to, in a rare occasion, use the release of the week to bring up my third topic. The release of the week, I think, is obvious. Travis Scott, Jordan 1 Low Olive. It is a women's exclusive release, whatever that means today. And it's going to be hyped. It's going to sell out. And that is what it is. Right now, Travis Scott is probably as synonymous with the Jordan 1 more so than he is with his music. And maybe you don't agree with that, but I think most young people probably couldn't name a Travis Scott song. I happen to like the Astroworld album quite a bit, but I think a lot of young people associate him with the Jordan 1 silhouette, Jordan 1 highs and Jordan 1 lows. And he's come out with a lot of them. I would actually say that he has oversaturated the market with his brand with Jordan 1s. He just has. I know that he's come out with other silhouettes that haven't sold very well, like the trainers and the Air Max 1s and all that stuff. I just think that the Jordan 1, even though it sells, and even though that some of the colorways are pretty decent, I honestly feel like it's been too much. The all blacks, and again, the Black Cat 4s are amazing. And if you have those, why do you need these Jordan 1s? However, I have a controversial opinion on this olive colorway. I happen to like it quite a bit. And why? Because to me, it is a divergence from what he has done. The mocha, the original mochas are amazing. The low tops are amazing. I happen to like the low tops better than the high tops. But then after that, you got the fragments and they were okay. They were pretty nice. And then you get the blacks. And now you have this colorway that I feel like is very different. The white, the olive green, the black, and the hits of red. I don't know. To me, it speaks to me very much because I believe that it's more unique than the other silhouettes. What is unique about the reverse? mochas. Please tell me what is unique about that. It's white and brown in different places. I'm not really understanding the vision there. To me, it feels like filler that they just want to use to fill their pocketbooks. But this, on the other hand, feels like they actually tried to give you something new. And so many people are putting it last on their list with the Travis Scott ones. And I mean, that's your opinion, subjective as it is. But I also think that it's lunacy. It's crazy because this shoe to me feels very, very unique compared to what has been released before. But I think again, what has happened here is the oversaturation has made diminishing returns happen for Travis Scott Jordan 1s. After this, he's going to move on. He has to move on from Jordan 1s. There's no way that he can keep coming out with them. And while I appreciate the vision, 
I appreciate why people like them. It's not unique anymore. However, I just feel like this colorway is unique. I would love to have it in my collection. I'm not going to go for it because I already have a couple of Travis collaborations and I'm good in that regard. And again, you can't have all of them. I don't need all of them, but I really, really like them. And I'm just sad that people are painting them because there's a lot of shoes that people talk about loving that aren't very good. They just aren't objectively very good. But here, subjectively, of course, as part of my opinion, I just think that these are a lot better than people are giving credit for. And if they looked at them in a vacuum and didn't think about the ones that came before it, I think that most people would actually really, really enjoy these. Let me know what you think. Get in touch with the show on Instagram at Fire Footwear Pod is the handle to do that. The show is, of course, on Facebook. Just search Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast. You can find me there. On Twitter, there are two handles. At Fire Footwear Pod is the handle to find the show. At Matty Ice Freights is the handle. If you want to find me personally, you can hit me up any way that you would like. If you have any questions or comments for the show, firefootwearpod at gmail.com is a great way to do that. If you are listening on Apple and Spotify, don't forget to hit follow. Don't forget to give me some stars and give me some ratings. It means a lot, keeps the show charting, and it keeps me feeling like we're making a connection. We recently hit that 100 subscriber number on Apple, and that's a pretty big accomplishment. It makes me very, very happy. So to everybody who is tuning in on that platform, a big, big thank you. And of course, visit the Matty Ice Media Network webpage, mattyicemedia.com to find the other podcasts that we support, such as Iceman and Coach. Now, I want to say this. We just made a big announcement on Iceman and Coach about the future of the brand. We're going to be doing a lot more niche sports content. There may even be some sneaker content on there. You never know. The only way to find out is if you seek it out wherever you find your podcast. I hope this finds everybody well. I hope that this finds you safe. As always, I appreciate you taking the valuable time that you have to listen to this show. I will talk to you all next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.